for most people, that's not where they go. And that's not where they, I did this podcast for two years before I made one dime. I actually. You're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at the right And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation, it is Sarah Larby here. And before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? Well, that's our Right Club online community. It's a place where you can find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. And we've got interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, hours of videos, a wide range of real estate investing training and education, tons of great information. It's free to join. Be sure to come grow with us at The Right Club com now on with the podcast right club nation welcome back to another episode of the right club podcast i am sarah larby and i'm here today with my co-host laurel simmons how are you doing laurel i'm doing great sarah and we should tell people that this is not just about real estate investing this is a mind estate segment so we're really talking about this a more on the business side of, of real estate or anything else for that matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, but it's been a fun interview with Bruce. Absolutely. Um, so Bruce, for that you guys that may not know, Bruce is our videographer, but he is so much more than a videographer. Like, so some of you guys might have come to the right club and seen, uh, you know, this uh, uh, event being recorded. Um, Bruce is absolutely amazing. He's got two of his own podcasts. He's got a really successful YouTube show. He's written books. He's, uh, you know, all about content creation, um, not necessarily in real estates, but I'll tell you, this is going to be very important because at the end of the day, we have to have more than two sources of income, right? So some of them, us might have our jobs, we might have the real estate, but really to become millionaires, you're going to want to have more than just your job income. Of course, your real estate will make you a millionaire, but it is really cool if you can create it by other means, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube show, and you have more than just the real estate and just the job world for income, but you've got something else that comes passively. And we talk about how he goes away for two months and he's able to keep doing his podcasts you know, from Barbados, which is awesome. But you know, if it's something that you're interested in creating content, starting a show, starting something like that, this is going to be the podcast for you. Laurel, anything that you want to add? Yeah, I think that it's really clear, first of all, that Bruce loves what he does. Eh? For heaven's sakes, he just adores it. And he uses that to his, his, his joy of life and his joy of doing what he does in the podcast. And even he has a live television show at a, on the local cable company. So he uses that to really attract people to him so that he can, he can do what he wants to do. It brings in, as you said, different revenue, but it also supports what he's doing with his current businesses because he does many, many things. So it's a really good way to, uh, if you do podcasts and or YouTube or whatever it is, you want to to support and and augment your business and that marketing and content piece is so hard for people sometimes i think people often um overcomplicate it right yeah absolutely and you know in a time where things are becoming more and more virtual every single year this is important to if you're not creating some type of content and you're potentially looking for a joint venture partner or a money partner and you want to get your name out there look at it from more than just attending networking events of course attend networking events but maybe do it in conjunction with really 
posting content or producing content. And then over time, that consistent effort will produce results. Yeah, it's, a, it's that credibility piece. The more you do of that, the more credibility you are creating for yourself. And the, jo the joy of it really is that, yes, you, you are a, it, taking part in creating that credibility, but you're, because you're interviewing someone, you're actually, that other person that you're interviewing is help, helping to create credibility for you. So it's a really kind of interesting dynamic, right? It goes back and forth. Absolutely. So what do you say? Should we uh, play the episode? I think so. All right, let's do it. So, hey, Bruce, welcome to the Right Club podcast and our Mind Estate segment. And we know that you're going to be talking about content and podcasts and YouTube stuff and all, all those things that we, uh, wow, like a lot of people want to do and they don't do very well. <laughs> and well, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? It's nice to be on this side of the camera. I'm normally on the other side of the camera with you guys. I'm usually working behind the scenes helping film your events. So it's kind of neat to be on this side for sure, for sure this time. I think it, it was, yeah, absolutely. I think it was really cool when we, we realized that you have so much amazing content that you're producing that, and we didn't know. We we're like, oh, our camera guy, Bruce, he's awesome. You know, he comes with a right club. Guy. <laughs> but really, I mean, give us a little bit of like a 30,000 foot view of who you are and what you do. How long did you say the show was? Okay. Let's, <laughs> so, all right. So I started at childhood. No, at seven. Okay. So at 17, I dropped out of high school went trucking for 25 years. That, that's going to mess up all the listeners right now. Right right now, all your real estate people are leaving because they're going, trucking show. And then, business, it's business, regardless. <laughs> uh, and then I, uh, I stopped, stopped trucking, but I, I've always been in the industry and uh, started a consulting business, started an art business. So I'm a caricature artist, the kind that you see at theme parks. That's what I do for weddings and corporate events. So I'm usually at a wedding every weekend. Thank God they're not all mine. And then I started a podcast because I have all this knowledge of the trucking industry and uh, I've become a kind of a entrepreneur, especially for creatives in the trucking industry. And now next week I will be at 500 episodes on this one show alone. So I have the two podcasts. I have a television show here in the Burlington area for youth where I uh, showcase youth and the community partners they work with. And I have a lot of fun and my wife and I love to travel and that's it. That's the 30 second, <laughs> uh, 30 second view. I've got five books out guys can go on. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So I had the first question that popped into mind is the first of like about 300 um, yeah. is 500 podcasts. Wow. Like we're starting, we will be hitting a hundred soon, but how do you keep going? Like, where do you get your ideas from people? Like people say, Oh, I want to start, a, I want to do a podcast. Right. And they don't understand that. Yeah. The first one's fun. The second one's cool. The fifth one is, yeah, that's okay. And by the 10th, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, see, the problem was that I listened to the wrong people. So I listened to all the gurus in the space that said, you must start a daily show. And the only way you can grow is to have multiple shows going. So I started as a, I started right out of the gate, seven days a week was the show that I had going. And then I couldn't keep up with it. I didn't, <laughs> I was brand new. I didn't even know what I was doing. So I went back to a, a weekly show and then I've grown it. So now as I get sponsor spots filled, I add another episode. So now we've got content coming out every day. I've got three day out of the week. There's three main episodes and then what I call sponsor highlights, which are just about the sponsors themselves. So that's the one show. And it's, I do a lot of events. I get a lot of my work from going to events and covering events and talking to people and coming up with ideas and just uh, repurposing content. And, you know, it's, it's fun. You just got to keep an eye out on the industry and what's going on. And I kind of go to everything that helps. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think one of the best things that I've done prior to even the right club, because the right club is the other awesome thing that I've done was start a podcast because it opens so many doors and it really helps with branding and like creating that, you know, person to, so my goal was to help others originally. Right. And that branding piece, I mean, that's, that's huge. They say like everything else, like even YouTube, you, you look for like at it for a couple minutes or I don't know what the listening rate is, but podcasts are the one thing where people usually start to finish, listen to the entire episode. So I think that's why we want to have you on today, just because you have so much experience with branding and content and, and that marketing, and you've done so many different, um, types, uh, of, of marketing, whether it's a podcast or the show or, or whatnot. Um, you know, as things are becoming more and more virtual is becoming more and more important that we differentiate ourselves if we want to create that brand. So what can you tell us about that? Well, the one thing I do is don't follow people in your industry. So I actually had an artist call me the other day who's on my podcast and he says he's phoning other artists to find out how they're building their business, which is fine. He's doing some research. He's already a a very good artist. But what happens when you do that is you copy what other people are doing. So what I do with my podcast and I, you know, speaking of YouTube, I actually wanted it to be a video channel. That's how I was going to start. And then I realized that truck drivers aren't hopefully watching video while they drive 13 hours a day. So I said a pod and I didn't know what podcasts were. So I kind of said, well, that makes way more sense. And, and, and so that's where I started, but I look at my podcast and I try to recreate it like a radio show. So I look to what the radio networks are doing. How can they keep somebody interested for 24 hours a day? How can they mix music? What makes a good DJ? What, does all of that kind of stuff. That's who I look to. And I try to model my show after that. I have a, I have a tune in every one of my, my shows. I have one song that I play at the end of the show and both podcasts are the same. Both podcasts have the same bands because they're all local bands or musician friends of mine. So I love music. I love to promote music. And when truck drivers download my shows, because a lot of them will save the, the downloads, download multiple shows as they drive for a whole day, it starts to sound like a radio show. You know, you've got a music clip and then you go into another content and you go into another interview and you got another music clip. And so it's, if they were to like, look at this channel, it's the same as a radio. And that's kind of how I do my branding. I look at to what radio stations are doing and you go, how can I kind of model that in the podcast world? Yeah, that's actually a really good tip because I, I listen to the radio a lot. Yes, I listen to podcasts, but I like the radio because, you, like you said, don't follow people in your own industry because yeah. you will just end up copying. I like to listen to really diverse stuff. Yeah. And um, But one of the things I notice that I do is I go, oh, I see how they did that. Oh, they never say this, they say that. And it's like I almost – actually, I do have a little tip sheet. I should maybe share that. But sure. <laughs> it's it's like – yeah, that makes sense, right? Like, don't follow the industry. It's just like when you want to get ideas for even growing your business, whatever it is, don't go to an industry event. Go to something that's unrelated. Because, like, I don't know, like, maybe we should go to dentist conferences because we're going to get, it's not that I want to be a dentist, I'm sure Sarah doesn't either. It's just we're going to get so many different ideas about how they present. And and it's going to trigger something too, I think. Yeah, well, I just, for our our trucking podcast, we are actually about to go out on tour um, because I started a fan club for the podcast. And I said, okay, what would, 
what would a band do? What does Garth Brooks do when he goes on tour? I don't know if you guys are country fans, but when, what does Garth Brooks do when he goes? And so I modeled a fan club and now we're going to go on tour talking to the trucking industry about what's good featuring their trucks, talking to them about what's cool about their job and kind of going between here and Quebec. Uh, and we're going to our sponsors. We're going to be stopping at their locations to do this, but it's kind of like a road tour for a band where we I've looked at what I didn't look at what other podcasts are doing. Cause nobody's doing that. So I went to a band and I said, what are bands doing? How do they promote an album when something comes out? How do they promote a fan club? What do they offer? We're having t-shirts made. We're having hats made, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be kind of cool. It's not about me. It's about the fan club. But it, at the same time, I'm promoting the industry while I'm doing it. And that's hopefully going to be a big thing for everybody. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. We want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We, as Elevation Realty, are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club, and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment-focused, high-volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we get very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three- and four-unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. A little bit about myself, if you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in, in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca, that is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, and let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. That's really cool. I don't know, Laurel, if you were like thinking the same thing as me, but I'm like, hmm, you know, it's like definitely like an idea that we could consider and go and, you know, as we expand our whole online thing just uh do a little uh road trip and uh and fun tour (laughs) i've been even looking at the guy i follow um uh, boom on boom 97 one of the radio stations on on facebook and one of the djs does every morning he does this 15 second q a with listeners you know and they win i don't know 50 bucks or a million bucks thinking how can i do that on the podcast i know it's not live so i can't do it that day but maybe that's something we can incorporate into a live event you know i'm starting to do more live and more stuff on Facebook and stuff. And how can I do that and make it fun? Like I said, I don't know any other podcasters doing that. So I'm looking to radio because that's what they're doing already. Right. Thinking outside the box. I mean, that's how you set yourself apart. So for those people, you know, listening, investors, business owners, people that want to get started, let's just go through some of the basic things that they might want to do thinking outside the box in terms of of branding themselves. What are some, um, some tips or insights that you can provide? For your community, a lot of them are in real estate, real estate investing, I would probably start, if they were starting a podcast, and, and you guys have, have found this out, 
wh- why are you starting the podcast? The why is probably the most important question you can ask, right? It's really easy to get into. Buy a mic, plug it into your computer, and boom, you can start podcasting tomorrow. But to make it past 20 episodes, to make it past 50 episodes, to make it to 500, you better have a, a kind of a plan of what you're going to do. And I, I find a, a lot of people don't do that plan. So maybe someone's real estate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Alfonso because I know he's in the rent to own market. He could start a podcast answering all those questions he probably gets all the time about how do you start a rent to own. He may, he may do that for his channel. Uh, you know, there's so many ways to write club. You guys already have that. You talk to a lot of the people you have about real estate investing and you show them so if someone's doing that, what kind of clients do they have? What are the questions that their clients are asking? I know for myself, I use my websites to answer all my customers' questions. Whenever they say, Bruce, how do you do this? Or what do you, I could explain it to them on the phone or I could send them a link to a video and, and webpage that I've already done. Say, listen, here's where you start. And if you still have questions, let me know. And that kind of gets your brand out there and answers their question at the same time offering value, right? So I think something like that, I'm not sure what else, you're going to have to help me with the real estate part because I'm not in that. I'm not sure what kind of questions you guys Well, I think, I think what you said though about the why, like the why is always the most important yeah. thing of any business. I don't care what you're doing or any business venture, right? It's if your why isn't really clear, then it's just going to eventually disappear because it's too much hard work. If you're not, yeah. you don't have the motivation. Very, very clear. And it, it's, it's, it's persistent, consistent action over time. Yeah. And if, you, if your why isn't clear, then guess what? Not going to happen. So yeah. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I had, a, I had a friend and I were going to do, uh, we, we, we did a little workshop on podcasting and we were going to do like an all-day seminar. And, and he wanted to do it on a Saturday and I said, okay, so why are we doing the seminar? Because it gets fun. It says, let's put on a seminar. And then we all got excited and we, we had a beer and we decided how we're going to put on the seminar. And then I said to him, why are we doing that? Because for me, because I do weddings, a Saturday is a thousand dollar day. Like if I'm not making a thousand dollars that day, I shouldn't be doing anything else. other than making. So, so for me to turn down a wedding because I'm holding a seminar, unless you're going to pay me that kind of money or whatever, and when we thought about it, we go, yeah, why are we putting it on? We're actually not going to make the money based on what we were thinking. We were doing it kind of to help the community, but nobody was asking for it. So why were we putting it on? And we actually ended up not putting it on because we thought, well, actually, we don't know why we're putting it on other than it seemed like a good idea over beer. and We were all excited about it. That was the only reason we're going to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> but we know how much work it is. So that's a silly reason to put anything on. Right? So. Absolutely. So. I want to just give you give you this this idea, and then maybe you can run with it, and I'll tie it into you know real estate uh, to some extent. But as an investor, at some point you're going to run out of money. You're going to need to find joint venture partners or private money. You know, and I, I tell this often to many people: start posting what you're doing on social media, or start talking to people about it, because ultimately you're, they're going to say, "Okay, well, wow, you've done one, you've done two, you've done three, you've done four, and it gets a lot." easier to find people that want to do business with you because they see you, whether it's on, on Instagram or Facebook or having a podcast, right? They feel like they know you and that they've seen your work over time. It's just so much easier to go out and and look for money if that's what you're, you're looking for. Um, and I'll tell you, the podcast brings tons of opportunity. Yeah. It's not just about the podcast. Um, cause I'll tell you, if you're just doing the podcast to make money on the podcast, here's the thing we, we cover our costs <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. But you're not going to get rich off making a podcast. Oh. This is the stuff around it. Can you talk about that? About making about making money on the podcast. About about the different types of ways that you oh, can make okay. money from a podcast. I guess. 
Yeah. So uh, there's a traditional uh, advertising models. I use those in mind. There's uh, courses. If you're if the kind of person that builds courses, uh, if you're selling a book, you can do it. Podcasts are great for that. There's all kinds of ways to make money. The traditional way is that for every thousand people you have, it's worth $25. All right. So this is a normal podcasting model for advertising that I have. Uh, let's say I have a uh, hundred listeners. I have a thousand listeners. I get paid $25 for a, a spot on my podcast to advertise whoever the client is. You're not going to get rich doing that unless you have, you know, 20 million listeners. And yeah, you're going to make big money for most people. That's not where they go. And that's not where they, I did this podcast for two years before I made one dime. I actually, I tell people the way to make money on a podcast is to go buy a car because that's what happened. My wife had to turn in her car. I said, I'm going to go save you because she had gotten a lease before. And I said, these guys are going to take, I'm going to come and help you. We ended up buying two cars that day. I, that was not my plan. But if my car was 10 years old and they gave us a really good deal, I'm glad I saved her from that. She, maybe she saved me. But anyway, we, we came home and I'm looking at my calendar. There's nothing in the calendar. I'm going, we just bought two cars. That's real smart. We're in business for ourselves. What are we thinking here? And I said, okay, I've been doing this for two years. How can I make money? And I phoned 27 people that I knew. And I said, I'm, I'm giving you spots for a hundred bucks a month. Who wants in? They, they all took, almost all of them took it. So it was like, and they've been with me for years. And over the years we've multiplied and we've made different packages. And now we're anywhere from 250 to 900 uh, for, for a monthly package. But it didn't start that way. But I had to prove for two years, I was willing to put in the grit. And this is where, People need to know that, you know, you've got to keep going. You've got to be willing to do it. Uh, what I like is that people learn about you and you actually don't have to explain. As long as you're being authentic. So you, as long as you're being the same as you are in the podcast, you will get work out of an opportunity out of that because people will like, if they like you. Uh, if you're trying to be fake on and then that's not the person you are in real, it may not work as well. So people know me. I'm, there's no surprise here. I am the exact same on the podcast as I am speaking to you, which always surprises me when I become a guest. <laughs> So I don't even know if I answered your question. I probably did. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the whole point is, you know, <laughs> you're going to get podcast sponsors, but the opportunities around it, right? Whether yeah. you're trying to also, I don't know, let's just say have a course or get, you know, business partners or make connections. I mean, it's the best way to network in my opinion, because yeah. you get all these awesome emails with people being like, you know, I built my fourth house. Thanks to you. I've just like binged all of your podcasts or all the right yeah. club podcasts for, you know, the past 30 episodes. Like, yeah. That's that's the best too. And, yeah, yeah. you know, as we're growing, even our online club, the podcast has been a huge, a huge part of that, helping us uh, with that as well. It's a great way of putting people into that funnel of your club, of your club and of your courses that you're doing. Uh, it's a great way to get people interested there without selling hard. I'm, I'm very bad at sales. I, I, let's just go for a cup of coffee. If you don't like me, I'll buy it. You know, you know I can't even sell you a cup of coffee. That's how bad I am. And I, I'm really bad on the podcast too. You know, I very rarely go looking for guests. I have guests coming to me all the time. I get them all. The and you know, a lot of people go, well, they're trying to sell something. Everybody's trying to sell something. If it fits with my show and I do up the questions for the guests. So I don't let a guest come in. And, and that's why when you guys ask me, what do you want to talk? I don't know. You guys make it your show. I, I am, I, I direct the show the way I want it to go. So if this person's in finance and they're in trucking, I'm go, I'm going to take this towards owner operators because that's who's interested in that. So the questions are going to lead in that direction. And that's why I don't care what they're selling, what their business is. If it's interesting to the drivers, my audience, it's going to make sense for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. And I say yes to some, and 
I've done multiple shows with some people I don't even know. I've got sponsors from people I don't even know because I was willing to take a chance on an interview and, and, and say yes to somebody. You know, I think what you said about um, the, the podcast, like showing who you are and really it's, it's, it's the attraction model, right? Like yeah. I used to do a lot of training on stage and ugh, speaking and all the rest of it. And that kind of activity uh, really does draw people to you because you're basically proving who you are and even what you do by what you say and how you present yourself. And there's not, there's, there's very little difference between doing that and a podcast, because as you say, if you're really authentic, then that's what people hear. That's what they feel. Right. Yeah. You're not, you don't have to sell. No, no. I got a listener out of your group. I'm, I was recording one of your sessions for the right club and there's a guy there who lives in Guelph. And I think his name is Dave. Dave, if you're listening, I hope I got this right. But Dave came up to me and I was doing um, one of those testimonial interviews that I do for you guys. And I found out that he loves, um, he's an ACDC tribute band guy. Well, we got talking music. I told him about my other podcast, which is all for great. And he subscribed to that show. So I wasn't trying. I was just, we just had a connection. And that's how I am when I'm, when I'm with you guys and, uh, you know, at your events. I can go up to people. I, just, I feel like I know all of your sponsors and all, a lot of your audience because I love talking to them when I'm there. And that's all you have to do is just enjoy people. And that's the secret to a lot of this. And if you do that, people will come on your show because they like you and they like your energy and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Very true. So I want to talk about content a little bit as you're doing your podcasts and your shows, how do you ensure that you don't run out of ideas? So, and I'm going to relate it to maybe somebody that wants to start blogging or wants to start putting content out a little bit more on an ongoing basis, whether it's on social media or whatnot, like how do you come up with the content? How do you create the content? And what kind of advice could you give somebody else that's struggling maybe in that area? So when I started, I used to try and figure out the shows in here. I'm going to, I've got a book here. I got two books for each show. You guys, I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but this is, this is my notebook. You won't be able to see it because of the glare, but this is a book. This is for one podcast for two, since 2017. So what I, I, I know exactly what I'm doing with each show, but I don't look for it. So when I started, I used to look for the show and I go, I would map out my shows for a month and I go, okay, I need to find an artist that does this, or I need to find a truck driver. I need to talk about owner operators. And so I would find those shows. I stopped doing that after two years. Now I just go everywhere. And I, if I meet somebody I like, I go, hey, would you love to be on my show? And they usually say yes. Or if they're talking about something and I go, man, you know, that's a fascinating subject. I would love to have that on my show. And so I stopped looking. So now I just interview anybody. I can interview somebody on the corner at Max Milk or in front of Max Milk. Am I showing my age? Sarah doesn't even know what Max Milk is. Anyway. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a convenience <laughs> store, Sarah. So I, just, I can't believe I said Max Milk. I meant to say Tim Hortons. Okay, so let's go with Max Milk. So it's like Becker's. I lost her again. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually know what that is because I long, long ago there was one where I lived. <laughs> so, all right. So if you meet, wherever you meet people, you can just, and especially if I already have my equipment, maybe I'm covering an event or something. I will just start talking to people. And even if they're a little nervous, I'll say, I'll just talk about something else. And then you move into that. So I get my interviews whenever I see, so it doesn't matter what it is. And then what I do is I move them around. So this is why I was saying the other night, I do things in pieces. Like I'll do just the interview and I'll say, it's going to come out next month. I don't tell them what week. I don't tell them what day. When I get home, I go, okay, what do I have for next month? Oh, I have 
two interviews on uh, technology. I have two interviews on owner operators. And then I start kind of moving them in and I can do all the intros so that they're seamless. But so I, I, I look at ways to use my content. I just put out an interview this morning about trucking in Australia. Now, I didn't interview anybody new for trucking in Australia. I had a husband and wife team, 2016. I had another guy in 2017. I had another guy in 2018. Those are all separate interviews that are on my podcast. But I wanted a new one. So what I did is I took out a piece of each of those interviews that were talking specifically about trucking in Australia, and I put them together in one show. And that was the show that came out this morning. I've had people, oh, yeah, we want to talk about truck. They're three and four years old already, those interviews. But that's how you repurpose it. You never throw out your old material. Keep all of your old content, videos, whatever it is. And every once in a while, you may have to look out, especially when I go to Barbados. I go, I need two months of a content. It's a slow period. So when I'm going to events, if I have interviews that I don't use for a show, I save them. And then maybe I use them somehow you know, in another way when I'm there. And I look everywhere. I've done trucking shows in Barbados. I've interviewed artists in Barbados. Like when we go there for two months, I take a mic with me. I take my recorder with me. Hey, you want to do a show? I don't care. You're a photographer. Let's do it. You just said something super important. Like this is why we want to do this kind of stuff because you can do it from anywhere. I'll tell you, I've been living at my cottage right now since March and uh, we're recording this in July. I've been back a couple times just to, to check on, you know, mail and et cetera. But if I wasn't doing the podcast and I wasn't already set up so virtually, it would be very, very difficult. But you're just talking about how you're going to Barbados. So, so clearly content and branding oneself and creating that ongoing, whether it's a podcast is obviously helping because then you get people that will reach out to you. Maybe they'll say, you know what, can you coach me on something or what kind of course can I learn about trucking or, um, you know, come and speak and you get a speaking opportunity. So it's all of those things that are around the podcast That's right. where you could do really well. Yeah. And I mean, right now everything is, is virtual anyways, but it allows you in the sense to potentially go away for two months. Well, we built the business since day one to be a lifestyle business. I've turned down more jobs than I can count. I've turned down opportunities because I had to go somewhere every day. We built a lifestyle business that can be done from anywhere. We go to Barbados for a couple months at a time uh, around the end of December until February. And I do my podcasting from there. So I try to record as much as I can before I leave. And I do a lot of editing down there so that it comes out every week. I've never missed a day of social media. People don't even know we're gone half the time unless they know us and they see pictures of palm trees. Cause you'll see a lot of pictures of palm trees on my Facebook, but we, we planned it that way. So I don't, I don't need to stop working. I don't need to uh, figure out how I'm going to have enough for retirement. I need to keep doing what I like to do, but do, be able to do it from anywhere. I could take this show tomorrow and do it from Kentucky if I wanted to, just like you're doing from the cottage. It doesn't matter where I am as long as I can do it. And you start looking for content. So one of the, the tips that for content that's best is the content for your show, the actual content you create, it doesn't matter if it's a blogger or for a podcast, keep it as evergreen as possible. So when I'm doing interviews, I don't let people go, oh, I'm going to be here next Monday because by the time it comes out, next Monday's gone. So no dates, no anything. Try to keep the focus of the interview to evergreen. So if we're talking about investing, you know, let's just talk about investing. That's, let's not talk about this new course that's coming out. That could be in the intro and the, uh, the outro, 
but I don't want that as piece of the interview because I may use that interview somewhere else for something else. So keep it as evergreen as possible. Your social media is where you tie it into whatever's going on today. Today is camera day. How come we're not figuring this out that we're talking about cameras on zoom because it's camera day today. I don't know. But we, you wouldn't know that. But if you, if, if I'm putting out a post this morning, I might put out a post about cameras and tie it into an interview I did for, with a photographer. So I'm not, the photography interview is not the one that's, is the evergreen material, which sits there. And that's how you can reshare it and reuse it as much as you want. So, I mean, you've been talking about podcasts. The other side to that is, are, are, is YouTube, right? The video, yeah. the actual videos. Because with Zoom, you can also, like, just like we're doing now, we yeah. can record audio and video. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are in love with the romance of YouTube. Like, it's, ooh, I've got my own little YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I do have a YouTube. I have three YouTube channels. So I, had, I am a f fan of YouTube. YouTube is awesome for SEO. So as far as people finding you, you should be on YouTube. YouTube's owned by Google. If you're not on Google, you're not. That's why they call Google it. So you have to be on Google. I use YouTube as an SEO way, like to help me get found. If you search lead pedal podcast or cashing on create, I'm going to come up and I'll probably, one of my YouTube videos will probably come up because I post every week. Um, but it depends on your audience. My audience is truck drivers. They're not, hopefully not sitting in front of a, 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 a video screen while they're driving. So for me, podcast makes more sense. I have a friend in the industry. He has a podcast on safety and his audience are all the safety managers. They're probably more, he's, he's all on YouTube. He focuses on YouTube first, podcast second. I'm the other way around because of my audience. So doesn't mean you shouldn't use it. Is that where your audience is? Is that who's watching? You know, putting out a 55-minute interview of the three of us, I, you know, are people going to watch it? Maybe they will, but probably I, I like to do – I listen to three podcasts every day, usually when I'm at the gym or walking or doing something else because I can do something else. Well, that's the whole power of a podcast. Right? But, but can't you take, for example, um, like take a segment or just a clip, a snippet, right? Yeah. Put it on YouTube, tag it, whatever you do, and then use that to drive – people to your podcast or to, yep. to your website? Yeah. So I do that. I do that for every episode. So what I do is I'll take, if we're doing a zoom call like this, cause it's how I do a lot of my interviews and in editing, I, and, and this is the cool thing. You, if you're, I don't know if you guys do your own editing, but if you're doing your own editing, you can see where it switches to another person speaking. So I will not even look. So you, you know, picture a 50 minute interview. I'm not going to go through that whole thing and go, okay, this is where Sarah said this. You know what I do is I just look at the screen. I take out five minutes and it's got Sarah in there. And then I listen to it and Sarah says, I'm at the cottage podcasting. And I go, awesome. My title is how to podcast from the cottage with Sarah Larby. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how I do it. And then in that five minute episode, five minute video, I will have to listen to the whole interview, listen to podcast episode 483 or whatever. Yeah. You know what? We, so originally when I first started, I used to edit my own podcast. And especially when you listen to your own voice, maybe it's, it's more weird in the beginning. You hate everything, right? You say too many ums, you say too many, you knows. I know I do that. And it took me like four to five hours to edit 45 minutes of, uh, of an episode. And then we just started hiring virtual assistants. I could tell you, I, I love delegating as much as I can virtual assistants for podcast editing. Best thing ever. Yeah. I, you know what? It depends how you edit. I can actually edit my podcast in 15 minutes. It doesn't oh, take okay. me that long. Well, that's good. You know why is because like anything that you're doing when you're creating content, the more importance you put up front, the more 
attention you put into when you're recording it, the less you will have to do on the other end. So for me, I don't mind. I've had people where their camera has fallen off their desk. Like they had a little phone and it fell off like this. It looks like they fell out of their chair drunk. It's the (laughs) most hilarious thing you've ever seen. So I sometimes leave that in. Unless somebody swears, I take that out because that does affect your Apple rating. If somebody really messed up, like they said something they shouldn't have said. Other than that, I leave it in because I want it to be a real podcast. If it's totally perfect, that actually can make your podcast feel not real to some people because we all say, um, so it's funny what you're, you're saying, um, is what yours, mine was breathing uh, and you can, yeah. so when I, when I started listening to mine, it was like, <gasps> and I'm going, Oh man, how many times did I do that? Like 200 times uh, an episode. And then I started noticing other announcers doing it. I'd watch TV and the guy, I go, he does it too. And he's like been doing this 30 years. So I thought, what am I doing? So I found out how do you take that out? There's a way to take that out in one shot in, in editing. So you can take it out in two minutes flat. So now I figured out how to take that out. That's the first thing that comes out in noise reduction. But if I hadn't listened to my, my podcast, I wouldn't have known that that's a problem because it's not something you necessarily hear until you're editing. You yeah. don't necessarily hear it when you talk. We all do it though. And um is something that we all do. Why take them out? I mean, if somebody doesn't know their stuff, if you're prepared as a, um, an interviewer, if you're prepared, you know what questions you're going to ask, you know where you're going to take the interview, you won't be saying um because you're prepared. The only, and you guys are both speakers, so I know you know this, but the, the only time you start saying a lot of ums is when you don't know what you're saying. So I tell people, listen, if you don't know what to say, stop. You know? And I tell them this when I'm interviewing them live too. Look, if you mess up, don't throw the paper in the air and go off to the side and go, oh man, I messed up. Because now I got to start again. Just yeah. stop. I can cut the I can cut the film there and start again. You know, we'll just start take, take two. But if you are going all crazy, that makes it even harder. So I tell people you only get one shot. Like make it a good one because I'm not doing this twice. So and that's how I do it. I, kind of, I I tape I edit very quickly in mine. Maybe it's not the best way to edit, but it's the way I edit. Well, and it really comes back to what you said before. It's that know your stuff, right? Just yep. know your stuff, uh, and uh, and be authentic. If if you've got those two things under your belt. You really don't have to worry about it. So what if there's a couple of you knows and ums in, in there? That's yeah. just like everybody does it. Yeah. I, as I, even as I am saying this now, I'm going, am I saying, you know, you know? <laughs> that, that's okay. That's okay. I tell, I tell people I want the show to be just like if we're having a cup of coffee. That's yeah. how I, I want it to be. Uh, and I got to tell you, some of the worst interviews I've had are with the top people, the CEOs who are trying to sound corporate. And you know what? They sound like fools. They really actually don't know what they're talking well, about. They, you have to relate to the audience. That's the yeah. thing, right? And yeah. you've got to figure out who the audience is and be able to relate. But I will say though, because it took me so long, I don't even listen to my podcasts anymore. Like I, I record them and then they, they get sent to the VAs and then essentially it's gone. So, but I, I was always very critical of myself. And I, I will tell you that the more that we do this, the more that I started doing this, the less I actually carried over time. Because I'm like, yeah. people seem to be enjoying it. People are reaching out to us saying thanks yeah. for providing the content. And, you know, at the end of the day, I do agree with what you're saying. It's, it's authentic. And you're probably more relatable if you're not perfect because yeah. nobody is perfect. And I am definitely not perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't listen my, I don't listen to mine, you know, to hear how good I speak or anything. But I do listen to the flow. So I listen to, you know, I've got some music that goes in right when an ad starts and when I come back and those kind of things. And I just want to make sure it flows. I, I'm looking at things like levels, you know, does it, do, do, do I have to keep turning the sound up and down or have I normalized it? You know, uh, is it too long? Am I rambling too much? Did I not ask the right question? Do I talk? And 
you know, you, you, you guys know you're doing an interview and half the time you don't even know what you said till you listen to it later on. You go, Oh man, I really say that is. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. So, okay. so four months I'm, later and I'm like, I don't remember anything that we talked about no, at no, all. No. And I have to do the intro for it. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm listening to my show, I'm now listening like a listener, enjoying the conversation, enjoying the banter. But when I'm interviewing, I'm trying to make sure the technology doesn't fail. I'm trying to make sure I ask the next question. I'm trying to relate to them and look like, so there's a lot of things going on. So you don't actually don't get a chance to enjoy your guests. So I always listen to it afterwards. I only subscribe to my two shows. The rest I just pick and choose as I want to. But uh, I listen to every episode and I have for 500 episodes. I've listened to every episode of this show and 200 of the other one. And I still trying to improve it. Maybe that's why I should stop listening. But I keep going. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's really good advice. If you want to make it something better, you just focus on it, right? It's like anything else. Where yeah. the, what was it, what's the saying? Where the, where the focus goes, the, the money flows and the ideas come and the, the, um, what, everything just works. Yeah. And you know, I've got sponsors. You guys have sponsors. There's a lot of people starting uh, podcasts now because of the pandemic. Everybody thinks they can just start on zoom and they've got a podcast. And so you, I, I think you need to keep, I owe it to my sponsors and to my audience to keep getting better. I just invested $1,500 in, in uh, mixer and everything here. I have more mics. I could lend people mics. I have that many mics too, that I've got around. I, I bought the one you're using, Sarah. I bought that about three months ago and I used it for a month. And my, my wife's like, why are we going to Best Buy? Because I was having problems with USB. I go, I need, my old mixer wasn't doing it. And I said, I need something in between. And now I bought the new mixer. So I've stopped using it. Now I'll take that to Barbados. So it's not a waste of money. But you know what? I'm always, I don't worry about mixing, spending money on technology if it will make it better. It's either uh, quality or, or, you know, time or money, right? So this mixer that I bought now allows me to put intros and the music and everything right into the, so now I don't have to piece it together in editing. I can actually do the whole show, one straight thing on one, one take if I want to uh, on this mixer. So now that's saving me time and editing. It's worth the money over time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's some, that's the behind the scenes, right? We, I mean, yeah. we have a podcast, you have a podcast. There's, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I will tell you it is not that difficult. Like if I can figure it out, Trust me, you guys can figure it out. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, anybody can do it. This is not rocket science, uh, but the why. If they don't have that figured out for sure, it's not going to keep going. You know, uh, there's what's, a lot, your, my, what's your why? What's your why on it? Uh, I started doing it because I was, uh, I started my uh, consulting business 2009 and I was doing training for truck drivers. So I've always felt I have something to say. Whether anybody wants to listen, I have something to say. Even when I was trucking, I wanted to be out of the truck by the time I was 45, I don't know why. I just felt like I have more to do. I just finished my book. It's called, You're Not Done Yet. I still feel I have more to do. Don't ask me what I'm going to do. I don't even have that figured out. But I thought I could help people by having a podcast. I knew I could make money at it down the road because I already had the, the network and connections there. Uh, but it was a matter of, you know, how do you start one? I'd never started one before. I'm, I don't have a radio background. I had to figure all this out. So once I figured it all out, then I will... Um, get better. But my why is to help other people. It allows me to do something I love from home. I tell my son started a hockey podcast and I said, finally, they found something for us loudmouth people that we can actually do. And, you know, we're good at because we both like to talk. Right. So this is fun for me. I, I have a blast. Like this is not, my wife said, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, podcast editing. She knows this, the answer already, but I love doing this. Like I, I love being on shows. I love talking to other people. I love meeting other people. That's one of the passions of it. If I can help a driver have a good career like I had 
make some good money. And it still keeps me connected with the trucking community. I go to the shows. I love the Chrome trucks, all of that stuff. So it's, it's a winner for me. And I, I make enough money. Like I say, I've got enough money that I make with it, that it's worth it for me to do. I'm paid for my time. So it's not like I'm losing anything. It pays for the time, the equipment. So it's worth doing. So I just need to keep that audience growing is the secret. And that's, that's, and by doing that, it's making a good, good podcast. I think you just touched on something there though. I think a lot of people are, they're nervous or they're scared or whatever, however you want to phrase it. They, they feel that they're an introvert, so they're afraid to be in front of a mic. Yep. And I think it's just a shift in thinking. It's, it's not you, you're interviewing someone. Yep. So it is, as the interviewer, it's your job to pull something out of someone else, right? Yep. And, and then there will be that natural inter, interaction. So the, the fear about the ner- or the nervousness about I'm on a camera or mic or whatever it is, will will disappear because it's it's in a way it's kind of a fake fear yeah the more you do it the the easier it gets and you know i i do a lot of work uh we, we're a media sponsor for special olympics so i do a lot of work with the special olympics i interview a lot of people uh, a lot of the, the athletes who are not comfortable on camera so for me it's like, we're just going to go have fun with people. I'm, I don't even, if you look at my show notes half the time, I'm saying so-and-so has a chat with Bruce or like I look at it as a chat, a coffee shop. I don't look at it as an interview. We're not, we're not, I'm not looking at your resume. I could care less about that. I just want to have fun. And if you have something good, to, let's do it and let's laugh. I love to laugh. As you can tell, I just enjoy people. And I think that's the secret to, you know, a good podcast is just enjoying the people you are. And if the people stop, they don't have much to say. They got those one word answers. Are you able to fill in? Can you come up with something? Maybe you share one of your stories. Keep the conversation going. As they say in radio, dead air is bad air. So you never want to have it where nobody knows what to say, right? So I always have something I can add in there. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I mean, we could we could keep talking for hours and hours, but uh, you know, we we told us where we told you that it's only going to be thirty to forty minutes, and like we're uh, past that. So I'm okay with that if you want to keep going. <laughs> well, the next part of our podcast is our lightning round. So Laurel and I will take turns asking you a, a series of questions, and okay. uh, I'll get started. Give us yeah. the first answer that comes to mind. You ready? Yep. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right. What do you do typically on a Sunday morning? Watch Sunday morning, the, the show, and uh, just usually just have coffee and talk with my wife about the only day she gets or sleep, <laughs> depending on which one we're. <laughs> Okay, question two. What is the one thing you can't leave the house without or without doing? And we're going to exclude your cell phone because everybody says cell phone. Going to the bathroom? Does that count? I'm a trucker. I always go to the bathroom. That's the first rule. You know, come on, kids. Okay. So if we're not counting cell phones, we're not counting bathrooms, your wallet. I need to take a wallet. I usually forget that. Nice. So you know what? As you were saying that for real, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, with, with everything being shut down, like, 
is there even washrooms for truck drivers in times like these? Yeah, the, the truck stops have the washrooms open and stuff. They don't have the restaurants open, but they have the washrooms open. So Yeah, so okay. Go. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> we, so, we solved that problem on air. Wait. <laughs> there you go. All right, question number three. What is your favorite nonfiction or business book? One, it's an old one. I don't know how many people would know, but it's called uh, uh, Taking Yourself from Failure to Success by Frank Berger. I think I don't have it in front of me. Anyway, it's a book about an insurance agent that goes around and he's trying to learn selling. He's having a tough time. It's an, it's an older book. But what I liked about it is the whole book shows you that uh, really it's about uh, relationships with people. So he starts off, he can't, he's cold calling. He can't sell any insurance. And by the end of it, he's not even talking insurance. He's talking about the hockey game. And at the end, he says, so should we sign the deal now? And if you think about how a lot of us get business, a lot of times we'll go to a restaurant, we'll have a meal, we're talking about our kids or our family, whatever. And at the end of the day, oh yeah, we came here to talk about the thing. So you want to do the deal or not? And before you know it, we leave and we go and that's done. And it's, it's the same thing. But I, I, that book uh, taught a lot that you just have fun with people and just enjoy the people. The business will follow. Like I've never had to struggle for business I, I do a lot of things and we have a lot but people will follow you if they enjoy working with you and then of course you got to do a good job but hopefully i'm doing that part right okay and the last question who do you go to for advice on your business and why i got a paul cop cut you guys know him a <laughs> <laughs> little you know <laughs> i uh i've i've known paul for years and we actually have a monthly lunch date uh where we talk business we we talk about you know we just meet and it's kind of informal but uh over the years he's probably one of the guys I, my dad was one that i talked business he passed away a couple of years ago but he was one that i talked business with about and uh i have friends i guess i talk with but um I, like i say i'm a big I, i'm really big at looking at what other people are doing i don't necessarily go ask a lot of questions unless i'm stuck and then i have somebody like paul what do you think so paul is kind of in my area so I, I know I can trust the information that he gives us and he's good at what he does, as you know. Absolutely. And if somebody is listening and wondering who Paul is, because not everyone might know, a lot of people okay. do, but Paul is our branding and managing all our marketing stuff. So he uh, is uh, really the one that's putting a lot of the marketing stuff that you guys see, a lot of the content going out to your emails. Like he, he basically does all of our marketing and all of our branding for yeah. the right club. And then also for me personally. So he's uh, he's a huge he's asset. He's a top guy. He's a top yeah. Guy. He's great. He's really good. Yeah. Bruce, where can the Right Club Nation, the listeners, reach out, know more about you? Give us uh, where we can go. Well, I have seven websites, but I don't think you guys have that kind of time. So let's just start with BruceOutwards.com. If they go there, uh, they can find the, the podcast, the television show, my books, all the stuff that they... BruceOutwardsProductions.com is where my art stuff is if you want to see caricatures and cartoons. Very cool. And your podcast, what are they called? Uh, one's called the Cashing In On Creativity Podcast. That one's for creative entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, anybody trying to start a business based on their talent. That's what that show's for. The other one's the Lead Pedal Podcast. That's for truck drivers. And then Inspiring Youth is this television show for youth in Burlington. Amazing. Thank you, Bruce, for being on our show. Thanks for your oh. insights. And guys, if you need questions answered about starting a podcast or a show or creating content you know bruce is doing it has done it for many years and uh is continuing to do it even today so thank you so much bruce you're welcome thanks for having me on you guys are always a lot of fun i enjoy your events i'm learning so much about real estate investing and 
I don't even know anything about real estate investing, but I feel like I know, I know about JV partners and I know that there's uh, the burn. I don't even know what the, what's the one you do, sir? I don't know what the burn. Strategy. I don't even know what that does, but I've heard it so much. I like, you know, can name it off and I know people there. It's just, but you guys are a really fun group. So uh, keep up the good work. Sure. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> Sarah, what'd you think of that interview? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We can keep talking to him. He's so fun. He's so entertaining. He's got tons of great energy. And I was listening to his podcast actually before we started recording him and, and having him on ours. And he's got some really cool music guys. So if you are into music and he was talking on the podcast about how he's got that as well. And some episodes have this awesome music. It is pretty awesome. But you know, I think it's uh it gives you guys, I think it's really cool to also share some of the behind the scenes of what happens because a lot of it is what we're doing, right? I mean, a lot, like you're probably looking at it and you're listening to it, but how does it all kind of unfold? And of course there's many pieces to, to how to create a podcast, but you know what? It's, it's not that difficult. And if I can do it, you guys can do it. Trust me. Cause I am like, so not technology savvy, but I figured it out at some point it was really choppy and it like really was not the greatest, but over time you get better as, uh, and, and we're still getting better. I'm still getting better every day, but you know, it's, it's something that I'm so happy that I did. And, and Bruce is really well-versed in, uh, in how to do all that. You know, I think for me, what, what the most important thing, the single most important thing that Bruce said, and you know, Sarah, that I really believe in this. It's I think it's three letters. Yeah. <laughs> it's the why because it like anything else if you're not committed and if you don't have a really strong reason for doing it you can get all excited and start it and all the rest of it and it's not going to last so I think Bruce's advice and my advice and I know Sarah's advice is if you're not committed and you know if you don't have a really clear why really clear purpose then don't do it do something else like don't waste your time and energy and money because it does cost some money um, maybe not much, but it does cost some, the time, energy, money, effort, don't bother. If you're clear on why, then great, go for it. Absolutely. And I, I don't remember what the stats are. I'd have to ask Paul, but the amount of podcasts that stop after five episodes or 10 episodes, like there is an astronom astronomical number in comparison to the ones that are actually ongoing and repeatedly, you know, released on a consistent basis, whether it's weekly or bi-weekly, there's not that many, but there's a ton of podcasts in comparison, but just some of them maybe haven't had anything new for a year or some of them were like five episodes and that was it. But the ones that are continuous, if you can get there, if you can do enough, because it'll probably take like in my opinion, from, from my experience, it took about a year and a half to two years or maybe like 50 to 70 episodes for, for things to really start moving and flowing uh, the way that I was hoping. You're going to do five. I mean, you know what? Like you got to just keep doing more podcasts and more podcasts. And yes, it's time, but it's not going to happen overnight. But I'll tell you that like the, the podcast, even with the right club, I mean, we're starting to see people trickling in and realizing, oh, wow, there's a whole club now that we're online. Wow. There's all these forums. There's all of these things I could do at the right club online, but they wouldn't have known or found us otherwise if it wasn't for the podcast. Exactly. And it's, it's, again, it's just that constant repetition of doing the same thing over and you're doing the podcast over and over again. You're not having the same, same guests over and over, but is that again, persistent and consistent action over time. That's what gets res results. That's what gets results in anything. And that's the hardest thing for people to do is to just keep on doing it. Even when you don't feel like doing it. Cause I know with, with, with the right club, we've been doing it now for, Oh gosh, 
months and months and months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. There is a flow to it, right? You, you do get into that flow and you go, oh, yeah, this is the way that works. And that's the way that go- works. And it's not that we're, um, we don't want to get better. It's just that you start, you start to get a, that, that rhythm and it starts to feel a little more comfortable. And now once you get there, you can start improving. I want to change this. We want to do that. And that's just a natural uh, growth progression. Absolutely. You know, when we first started the Right Club, it was called So Right. But the concept and the vision changed completely, even in three years. And I'm sure it'll keep changing um, and your business will keep changing as well. But, you know, that's, that's the really cool thing about the podcast is you can keep changing with it and then people have the new information in real time. But, you know, I, I think part of what I think is really important is I know, you know, we're listening to this because we want to, we want to do real estate investing or we're already investors or we're already landlords and and that's great. And most of us that are doing it are probably, you know, at least at a million plus in terms of, of net worth, but you could still do something different that creates different types of income. I'll tell you a lot of my podcasts I've batched record. I batch record them for like four or five months, some of them in advance that I can take my summers off. Right or at least two months in advance. And that allows us to have that freedom lifestyle of being able to travel or being able to have like other sources of income in addition to the real estate. So you don't have to do it, but I'll tell you the the sources of income that I get separate from the right club, but like for, for me with my podcast and the opportunities that I get, that probably makes me not as much as the, as the investments, but it's up there. Like it, it you know, Hey, you know what? It's, it was all worth it. But it's also super worth it because there was not a whole lot of Canadian content, real yeah. estate content. When I first started, I'm like, I'm listening to all of these podcasts and they're really awesome, but they're all American. This half the stuff doesn't apply. And I really wanted to create something for people to be able to say, okay, you know, in Canada, things are different. And here is information rather than trying to decipher through, okay, what's the US, what's Canada, what doesn't apply, what applies. And that was originally why I wanted to start the podcast. Same thing with the right club, right? The more Canadian content that we can offer to Canadians, the better informed that they're going to be. And, and the really cool thing for me, if I can be a little selfish, I'm getting to interview these awesome people that have tons of great information and ask them questions that I want. I'll tell you, like, you know, some people some of them charge like two, three, four hundred dollars an hour. I'm like, sweet, come on my podcast. And you can ask them a bunch of questions. And they, I don't think I've actually had somebody say, no, I don't want to be on your podcast. So, You're right. You know, you can, we get people that are on our podcast who they will charge, they, some of them charge between five and $10,000 a day. We get to talk to them and, and you're creating that relationship with them, right? So now I know that I can pick up the phone and say, hey, it's Laurel from the Red Club. And they're going to return the phone call. Those connections are huge for sure. So if you guys are listening to this at home, right club nation, it doesn't mean that you have to start a podcast, but start creating some content, start posting what you're doing, start getting out there, get out of your comfort zone, get a little bit more virtual because a lot of it is going that route. And if you can, you know, even if it's batch post your Facebooks or your Instagram or start doing a little bit of video clips on your properties it's going to bring in investors if that's what you're looking for. It's going to bring in JV investors if that's what you're looking for. Or, you know, it might bring in something else um, that you're looking for. And I, and I think the more content that we can put out there, you build the trust. People like you. If they don't like you, they're not going to listen to you, right? It's pretty easy. But then you build the trust, that, you know, and then, and then you feel, they feel like they know you. Yeah, exactly. So before we close out, let's t- tell people to what go to our website because it's, there's lots of cool stuff there. So go on, register at 
uh, www.therightclub.com and just go in and see what's happening. And that, by the way, is spelled R-E-I-T-E because if you're just listening to this, you might not understand, but therightclub.com and uh, go register. It's free. There's lots of cool stuff on there. Absolutely. Right Club Nation, thank you for tuning in. And until next week, come grow with us. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.